You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to Bloomberg Television. I'm Anne Marie and alongside Joe Matthew, and we are pleased to have joining us now the former South Carolina governor and U.N. ambassador Nikki Haley. Um, ambassador, thank you so much for your time this morning. The Wall Street Journal editorial board is leading with this. Most GOP voters who aren't in Iowa or New Hampshire are only getting to know these candidates, and Miss Haley may have been the most pleasant surprise. How are you feeling this morning? What have your overnight fundraising numbers looked like? Well, there's more where that came from, so the Wall Street Journal needs to get ready. But, you know, it's great when you can be on a debate stage and allow everybody to see their options for who's going to lead the country going forward. I think it's a good time. This is the start of the debate season. Um, we think we did really well. We're seeing that. We're getting support. Um, it hasn't stopped since the debate was over last night all the way into this morning, and we welcome it. I hope your viewers will go to NikkiHaley.com. But I think what's really important is we have to focus on the issues at hand. How do we get inflation down? Too many families can't afford groceries. They can't afford their rent. They can't afford gas. They can't afford childcare. 50% of American families can't pay for diapers. And one in six American families can't pay their utility bill. And while everybody would love to say, oh, Biden did that to us, we have to remember our Republicans did that to us as well. And that's why I called mm. out Tim Scott and Ron DeSantis uh, um, and Mike Pence and Donald Trump for the, you know, spending like drunken sailors and raising the, the debt. Limit. I think it's time that we start to really make sure we get our fiscal sanity in order. Yeah, that was a big moment for you last night, calling out not only Democrats, but members of your own party on that debate stage and here in Washington, Ambassador. As you pointed out specifically, the Trump administration added $8 trillion to our debt. So let's be specific today on Bloomberg. The third rail that nobody wants to touch is the entitlements, Social Security, Medicare. How would you manage the entitlements to try to start getting our arms around soaring debt? Well, you know, you've got multiple candidates on that stage that said they wouldn't touch entitlements, including Trump. And any candidate that says they're not going to touch entitlements means that they're basically going to go into the go into office and then leave America bankrupt. Social Security is going to mm -hmm. go bankrupt in 10 years. Medicare is going to go bankrupt in eight. So the way we deal with it is we don't touch anyone's retirement or anyone who's been promised in. But we go to people like my kids in their 20s when they're coming into the system and we say the rules have changed. We change retirement age to reflect life expectancy. Instead of cost of living increases, we do it based on inflation. We limit the benefits the on the wealthy and we expand Medicare Advantage plans. What's the right age there then, Ambassador? 
Well, I think we have to do the numbers. We've got to figure out what it is. But what we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. We need to do it according to life expectancy. You raised your hand last night when asked if you would support the Republican nominee. Of course, if that ended up being someone else, I know you're running for president here. But if Donald Trump is responsible for adding $8 trillion to the national debt, how could you support him again for another administration? Well, first of all, I don't think Donald Trump's going to win the nomination. I think I'm going to win the nomination. And secondly, I think that we have to focus on the fact that anybody is better than a President Kamala Harris. I mean, you look at the, the socialism creep that Biden and Harris have gotten us into, whether it's the CHIPS Act, whether it's the Inflation Reduction Act, whether you see all of these subsidies, that they're green subsidies that they're doing. They're the ones that have left us into a situation where I don't think our kids are going to forgive us for it. And so any person on that stage is better than Kamala Harris, and I'm going to say that all day long, but I think the American people are smart. I don't think Donald Trump's going to be the winner of the primary. I think I'm going to be the winner of the primary, and I think that's why we need a new generational conservative leader, because we've got to leave the past and the negativity behind us, and we've got to start focusing on the real problems at hand and start getting things done. When we look at the new generation, the most Googled individual today, Ambassador, is Vivek Ramaswamy. You took issue with foreign policy yesterday. This is an individual, number one Googled in America, who wants to give Ukrainian land back to Russia. Something that actually individuals in the Republican base agree with. Kind of taking a playbook from the former president who has called what Putin has done in Ukraine genius and savvy. You chastised Mr. Ramaswamy yesterday, but you worked for the former president. Are both these men wrong when it comes to Russia's invasion of Ukraine? Well, you know, President Trump used to have it right when it came to Russia and Ukraine. He reversed the Obama strategy and he sent Javelin missiles to Ukraine and I was proud to serve with him then. He's now backtracked now and is going into where he's weak in the knees on Russia again. You've got Vivek Ramaswamy who basically wants to side with a murderer over a pro-America, freedom-loving country. That doesn't make sense. You've got Ramaswamy who wants to cut aid to Israel. He doesn't understand that it's not that America needs Israel. Um, it's not that Israel needs America. America needs Israel. They're the front line of defense for Iran. He wants to feed Taiwan to China. He's missing all the points of you can't be so narcissistic to think America doesn't need allies. We do need allies. And when you have an ally, you take care of them. Everybody's talking about this funding to Ukraine. First of all, I think economic aid should come from the Europeans, but equipment, military um, ammunition, we should be sending that and when we send it let's keep in mind it is less than three and a half percent of our defense budget that has gone to ukraine if you look at the percentage of gdp 11 european countries have paid more than the u.s but making sure we have to always know a win for russia is a win for china and we can't let that happen you're saying Trump did get it right at one point, but it was under the Trump administration that withheld millions of dollars, hundreds of millions to Ukraine that was appropriated by Congress. Did they not prepare Kiev well enough for this onslaught? 
Well, I think that, look, there was a problem with the fact that I think Trump had two sets of ammunitions that were supposed to go to military equipment and ammunitions that were supposed to go to Ukraine before Russia invaded, and Biden pulled it because he didn't want to upset Putin. This war could have been prevented. Biden was slow to the take. He didn't act strong enough, and that's what happened. And then you go and you add the Afghanistan debacle. I mean, the idea that we left Bagram Air Force Base in the middle of the night without telling our allies who stood shoulder to shoulder with us for decades because we asked them to be there. It was the green light Putin needed. It was the excitement that President Xi and China got. It's why Iran started um, test building a bomb and North Korea started testing ballistic missiles. When they see weakness, that's when they smell blood in the water. And that's why we saw aggression. We need a strong American president who understands what it takes to keep Americans safe. And the way you do that is you make sure you defeat Russia when it comes to Ukraine, because that sends the biggest sign to China on not to invade Taiwan. The Biden administration at the moment is sending billions of dollars to Ukraine. They've also, under their leadership, were able to help expand NATO. Do you not agree with that? I absolutely agree with defending Ukraine, and I agree with the fact that we need to expand NATO. I mean, that's, that's good to see, and I actually think that it should go further than that. I think that an invitation to NATO should go to Ukraine. They've proven that they're good military fighters, and let's keep in mind, Russia has never invaded a non-NATO country. They've invaded Georgia. They've invaded Ukraine. They've invaded Moldova. They don't ever invade a non-NATO country, so we need to make sure that we continue to expand NATO. And we also need to work with our other allies, India, Australia, Japan, South Korea, mm -hmm. Israel. We need to start going to the Arab countries. We need more friends, not less. I have to ask you about an important issue on the campaign trail, Ambassador, that loomed large over the midterm elections and will certainly be top of mind for voters, Democrats and Republicans, in this next election cycle, and that is abortion. It came up in the debate last night. You've suggested that there are no votes uh, for a, a national uh, abortion ban or, for that matter, a, a regulatory bill here in Washington. You made that point last night. But I also, I know that your state of South Carolina has put in place a six-week minimum Mike Pence and some others in the Republican Party are suggesting a national 15-week. What is your minimum? What should be, in fact, the, the number of weeks for this country to coalesce around? I am unapologetically pro-life, not because the Republican Party tells me to be, but because my husband was adopted and I had trouble having both of my children. Um, so I'm surrounded by blessings. Having said that, I don't judge anyone for being pro-choice any more than I want them to judge me for being pro-life. We didn't need unelected justices deciding something this personal and this important. So I think it was right to send it back to the people to decide. If the people of South Carolina chose six weeks, you know, they decided. I'm happy with that. Other states have chosen other things, but at least the people's voices are being heard. The debate that happened last night was whether there should be a federal law. And I think there is a place for a federal law. I think that most Americans, mm -hmm. you know, but we have to decide in order to get a federal law, you have to win a majority of the House votes and you have to get 60 Senate votes. We haven't had 60 Senate votes on the pro-life side in over 100 years. So we need to yeah. come together on consensus. Where 
where is the consensus? Let's agree that we should ban late-term abortions. Let's agree that we should encourage more adoptions and good quality adoptions. Let's agree that doctors and nurses who don't believe in abortion shouldn't have to perform them. Let's agree that contraception should be accessible. And let's agree that no state law should tell a woman who's had an abortion that she's going to jail or she's going to get the death penalty. Let's start there. Mm -hmm. We have to humanize this situation. I'm not going to be a part of demonizing this issue. It's personal for everyone, and we need to treat it with the respect that it deserves. Ambassador, thank you for sharing some of your um, also personal experience with this. Pence says every candidate, though, should support a banned abortion before 15 weeks as a minimum nationwide standard. What is your minimum? First of all, let's why put women through this? Why put men through this in a way that they're going to hate each other and demonize each other? We don't have 60 Senate votes. So where is the consensus? We have to figure out But the American people want to know from you as as a woman as well where you would stand on this. A lot of candidates have come out and said they're either for 6 weeks, they're for 15 weeks. What is your number? Well, first of all, I'm for whatever the states decide where they are, but I'm also going to tell you my job is I'm going to support or promote saving as many babies as possible and support as many moms as possible. Wherever those 60 Senate votes come down, we're going to do it. If you can't get 60 votes, you can't save babies. So it's going to require a lot of coming together and figuring out where people are, but we're not going to divide our country over this issue. We're going to bring our country together and where we can get 60 votes, that's what we're going to do. Can we have an honest conversation before we let you go, Ambassador, about Donald Trump? He chose not to attend the debate last night because of his commanding lead in the polls. It's difficult to discount uh, the trajectory here. I know you don't think that he's going to be the nominee, but he's leading the field by anywhere between 20 and 40 points when you look at the poll. I remember the day you endorsed Marco Rubio in the 2016 campaign. You said, I will not stop until we fight a man that chooses not to disavow the KKK, referring to Donald Trump, that is not a part of our party, that is not who we are. With that said, your party seems to be in love with Donald Trump. What is your path to the nomination? Well, look, I was proud to serve in Donald Trump's administration and push the foreign policy that we did that basically took the kick me sign off of our backs at the U.N. and had America respected again. And I support a lot of the policies that he supported. But I think that you have to look at the fact that three quarters of Americans don't want to see a Trump-Biden replay. Um, the majority of Americans, I mean, Trump is the the most disliked politician in America and uh, the most disliked politician in America can't win a general election. Election. So this was the kickoff to the debate season and to the election season. I think now people are paying attention. I think there's a big difference on people who support Trump and people who are going to vote for Trump. I think people know that we've got new issues, big issues that we need solutions. We can't keep looking to the past. We've got to leave the drama and negativity to the past. We need a new generational conservative leader that's going to focus on what it takes to really get America back on track. I was a two-term governor that took a double-digit on employment state and turned it into an economic powerhouse. I was at the UN. I didn't deal with one country. I dealt with 193. I'm not a lawyer. I'm an accountant. I think it's time that we get our fiscal house in order, our, close our border, make sure we have law and order, get transparency in the schools and have a national security that will keep Americans safe. She's fresh off the debate stage and with us here on Bloomberg, former governor, former ambassador Nikki Haley. We thank you for the time this morning on Bloomberg. 
Success. It's discipline. It's teamwork. It's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel. It's where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.